Have you guys ever noticed that whenever people name their babies, they don't usually go for the name Jezebel or Lucifer or Judas? Why don't people choose the name Judas for their kids? Well, it's probably because he was known as a backstabber, as a traitor to the faith. He's not a hero of the faith, he's a villain. We look at a guy like Peter, and we think, oh, that guy, he's a hero of the faith. But Judas, Judas gets a bad rap. And you know, the thing about Judas for me is I don't really hate him, I just feel sorry for him. Because Judas made mistakes that any one of us could make. first thing you got to remember is that both of these guys were called by Jesus. Peter, he's a fisherman down by the docks, working, catching fish, and Jesus is starting his ministry, starts hanging around the fishermen, word spreads about this strange, wonderful rabbi. And one of the first stories about Jesus and Peter is Jesus meets this fisherman and he says, Peter, let down your net. And Peter's probably thinking, Jesus, I'm a fisherman, you're a carpenter. You should go build a bookshelf. (laughs) Leave me to the fishing. But he does what Jesus says, lets down the net. And his entire day at this point, he'd been trying to catch fish and couldn't catch anything. And he does what Jesus says, lets down the net. And all of a sudden his, his net is just swarming with fish. And from that moment, he was like, Jesus, I'm gonna leave everything behind and follow you. I love Peter. He's he's a big, dumb guy, and God allows him to be a leader, which gives me a lot of hope for myself. What about Judas? Well, more disciples are called. Jesus is going around looking for disciples, and he gets 11 guys, and Judas is the 12th. He's listed last. I'm guessing that the gospel writers were not big fans of Judas. The disciples don't really speak highly of him. For good reason. He's a liar, he's a thief, and he's a traitor. But even so, he was chosen by Jesus to follow Jesus. He was given a chance. Think of that privilege. Think of the privilege given to both these guys, both of these flawed, failed humans. Big, dumb Peter, who's always saying the wrong thing, and sneaky, deceptive Judas. I mean, if I was Jesus and I was trying to save the world, I would not be picking these guys for my team. But Jesus goes with these flawed humans and he chooses them. He gives them this privilege to spend this time with them. And they get to spend so much time. I mean, I remember growing up and doing discipleship when I was a kid with my youth pastors and I would hang out and get food with these guys and and, and talk about Jesus. And I mean, these guys, Peter and Judas, they actually got to be with Jesus. They got to spend time with Jesus. Like, no middleman. It's insane. But even though they both spent time with Jesus, both men made mistakes. Both men failed. They both failed. How? Well, there's several examples. Peter at one point rebuked Jesus. Jesus was trying to tell his disciples that he was going to resurrect, that he was going to come back from the dead. And Peter was so upset about Jesus dying that he wasn't even focusing on the good gospel news of Jesus coming back. And so he said, 
Lord, you'll never die. And Jesus was so upset with Peter, he literally said, get behind me, Satan. He was trying to say to Peter in that moment, you're, you're literally working for Satan right now. You're acting as my enemy because you're resisting my plan and what I'm trying to do. Peter failed because he was unwilling to accept God's will. He was unwilling to accept that sometimes Jesus's plans don't line up with our plans. They don't make sense to him. Jesus dying on a cross didn't make sense at all. He wanted Jesus to get on a throne and rule as a king in Israel. And Jesus had other plans. Judas was a thief. As Jesus and the disciples traveled around, they were given money, donations by people trying to help them stay alive, stay afloat. Judas was the one put in charge of the money and he constantly was taking money for himself, taking it away from Jesus and the other disciples, pocketing the extra cash. He failed because his love for money led to a secret sin. And of course Jesus knew. Jesus knew the whole time it was happening. And he still allowed Judas to stick around. Peter sank. He has this epic moment where he actually walks on water. Jesus is out on the sea. The disciples are in the boat. And Peter thinks, if Jesus can do that, I can do it too because he's with me. And so he steps out in faith. He walks on the water. But then he sees the wind and the waves. And he loses his faith. He thinks, even though Jesus is right there, these winds and waves are bigger than Jesus. And so he fears and he loses his balance and he starts sinking. And it's only Jesus who's able to reach down and rescue him. Judas rejected a beautiful sacrifice to Jesus. There's this moment where Jesus is at this dinner party and Mary, the sister of Lazarus, the man that he raised from the dead, comes and she's got this jar of oil that she was supposed to save for her marriage, but she pours it all over Jesus's feet and starts wiping his feet with her hair. And it's this beautiful moment of worship, but Judas is just disgusted. And he's like, what is this sinful woman doing? Get her out of here. We, we could have sold that oil because in reality, he knows how expensive the oil was. And he wanted to keep a lot of that profit for himself because he was a thief. He fails because he thinks of wealth as better than worshiping Jesus. The crazy thing is, even though both these men failed Jesus constantly, he knew about the failures before they even happened, and he still chose them, and he still loved them. Jesus gave his friendship to Peter and Judas his teaching to Peter and Judas, his power to heal and do miracles to both of them. Jesus was patient with Peter. There were so many times where Peter was saying the wrong thing, doing stupid things, and Jesus was so patient. Jesus didn't kick Judas out of the disciples for his crimes. Jesus prayed for the disciples. We see in the scriptures that Jesus loved his disciples and he prayed for them on a regular basis. We know this about Peter, but it's easy to forget this about Judas. Jesus loved Judas. A 
Imagine that scene on the night of the Last Supper when Jesus washes the disciples' feet, something that he never should have been doing in the first place because he was the king. It was the servant's job. But he takes that robe and he grabs that water and he lovingly washes the feet of all the disciples, including Judas. And when he's washing Judas's feet, he's not looking at him, giving him the evil eye, saying, Judas, don't you have something you want to say to me? No, he's, he's loving Judas in that moment. What, a, what an amazing picture for us that even the worst of the worst, even in the middle of our worst moments of sin, even in our worst moments of darkness, on the days when we are Judas and not Peter, even though maybe we want to be Peter, our sin causes us to act more like Judas. Jesus still loves us in those moments. He still would say to us, I, I chose you. I picked you. I want you on my team. I'm, I'm calling you to, to leave that sin behind and follow me. What a merciful, merciful God we have. I'm just constantly blown away by the mercy of Jesus. Even on the days when we fail Jesus, he loves us and he continues to call us to get back up and follow him, which was what Peter did. And sadly, it was not what Judas did. We're gonna explore that more over the next couple episodes. I love you guys. I'm praying for you. Remember that no matter what, you're loved by Jesus and his invitation for you to follow him, his invitation for you to be his friend, it's extended to you on your best days and your worst days. So follow him. The invitation's there. It's always there. Make the choice. Follow him today and watch what he does. And when you fall, get back up. Thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll talk soon.